It all started as a student joke when Dallas Henderson was at Edinburgh College of Art. Dallas eventually became Dull Artist, and that's how she signs her work today, Dull Artist 24. There are others, apparently, just not sure if there are another 23. But what's very clear, if you look at the new mural on the prom or her very varied catalogue of work on her Instagram page, Dallas is anything but dull. She spent several years working as a visual art project leader for a local charity, but as we'll hear, the lockdown and furlough gave her an opportunity to express herself in new ways, one of which attracted the attention of Keep Porty Tidy. She had but three weeks to move from commission to concept to completion, so I asked her to describe it. I thought immediately a sea theme, a Scottish sea theme, would be something lovely to have on our, our walls in Portobello here. So we have a variety of colours. The background is blue to reflect the sea. And then we have a bright red lobster, which you do find in the wild. I have researched this. We have some giant sea kelp, a variety of colours. We have two seals, which have some lovely silver paint on them that glistens in the sun. And we have a giant purple tentacle of an octopus, because we quite often find octopuses in the, the beach here in Portobello, which is exciting. We also have our Keep Porty Tidy logo, who were the sponsors of this piece and very, very generously funded it so we could, we could get it done and make our neighbourhood beautiful and attractive to visitors. How do you go about actually painting something? I mean, it's a huge size. It is enormous. I think it was measured at over 26 square feet. So I was asked to do it only about three weeks ago and it was a very quick turnover and we had discussed doing a background colour so we were very lucky and Chris Kepi Paints um, supplied us with the background colour so they rendered the background for me and then I had a couple of base colours that I put around to just give some definition and some tone and they reflected the different colours of the sea. I'm the sort of person who actually does not have very much in the way of a visual sense. I'm very much a, an audio person. I just find it really difficult to work out how you would actually set about creating that lobster, creating those seals, creating that tentacle of the octopus. The process for me is actually quite simple. I immediately thought, well, I want it to be a seascape. So I, I thought about the creatures that would do really well and I thought that would look really nice in our neighbourhood that would appeal to not only adults and children, but just kind of everybody, something. I wanted to give people a visual treat, very colourful, lots of movement showing in the picture. So I quickly decided I was going to do a lobster to reflect the Keep Porty Tidy logo, some seals swimming around in kind of like a circle. I also wanted to have a tentacle coming over the back of the bench so anyone sitting there would have a nice opportunity for a photo. I laid them out on the paper, decided where I wanted them to go and then I chose the colours in the background that would blend well with the colours of the creatures themselves. So I had this design in place, spent about a day and a half creating the design and choosing the colours. Very early on Friday morning, about 5.30, I came down here with my chalks and I drew it all on. That was the first stage, that took about an hour and a half and a half hour later, after a quick break, I came back with a couple of um, assistants. I had two people helping me. My two friends, my assistants, Rory McLeod and Alison Macquarie, they did some of the block colours in the background for me while I, I focused on the more detailed creatures. Okay, so tell me a bit about yourself because I presume this is not your, shall I say, day-to-day -day job. Well, actually doing something of this scale is not your day-to-day -day job. Not in the scale, no. So I went to Edinburgh College of Art many moons ago 
and then after settling down for a while and having a family I started working at a charitable organisation called Upward Mobility Project which is now known as Upmo and we run lots of workshops with students so for the last eight years there I've been teaching a variety of art workshops with them so art's been part of my daily routine for eight years. We did all kinds of workshops, games making, illustration, painting, sculpture, you name it, we've, we've covered all the subjects. In lockdown last year, I was on furlough and I, was, I had a lot of time on my hands and I really wanted to create some art for myself. Partly to help me with my mental health, you know, I think it's a really good thing to do. It's good for mindfulness, you know, and I, I'd never really had the freedom to create or, on my own time before. I was very busy with work and with my family. So last year during furlough, I decided, with the permission of my neighbours, to do a giant mural on my wall. And so, being a big fan of the Japanese animation studio, Studio Ghibli, I did lots of characters from their movies, and I just chipped away at it all day and did this huge mural and had such a great support from the community. I had lots of people come in to talk to me and even um, gathered a few commissions from that. And I think through that, it just gave me a lot of confidence to, to do more art and to keep at it. And I started an art page. Like I say, I had a few local commissions. That's why I got asked to do this mural. That's where it all came from, really. But it sounds as though you, as an artist, are quite versatile. I am, yeah. I do all kinds of things. I can do illustration. The graffiti art is actually fairly new. I started that last year. Only, I think, autumn last year I, I picked that up. It was, uh, it was something I'd really wanted to do for, for many, many years. And I really wish I'd started it years ago because I didn't realise how fun it would be, what a release it is to do something like graffiti art. Uh, yeah, I've done lots of illustrations, I can do sculpture. I like building things, I like making things with my hands. When I was in art school, I actually studied animation, stop motion animation, so I'm used to building things. So Wallace and Gromit? <laughs> well, actually, a few of my friends I went to art college with ended up working for Ardman Studios, and one of them's now the lead director, uh, the, the lead animator <laughs> in Ardman. I've got a lot of anim animator friends who are still doing that. I, I was more fine arty though. I actually kind of struggle sometimes when I think about doing graffiti art because a lot of it's quite cartoony and for me I'm very realistic in the way that I draw and I paint and, and animate you know all the things that I do I, I quite like it being realistic <laughs> so when I was going to do this mural I, I really had to have a big talk with myself and, and try and simplify it a little bit because I didn't want it to get too complicated but it ended up being quite lifelike anyway the lobster certainly did Larry has turned into Lawrence <laughs> because he's formal yeah he's in his formal attire yeah he's got to put on a good a good appearance for all visitors to Portbello now of course this is the second formal mural that has appeared on Portobello prom because we've also got the one along at the dog and cat home to what extent does this actually really help with the neighbourhood in many respects? Because if you've actually put something up on a wall like this, the psychology is that you're less likely to get graffiti or the wrong kind of graffiti nearby. In theory that's true and that's definitely the hope. I think there's always going to be a chance that something's going to happen to an art piece like this. But I think they really they really bring something to community that they're in. They, you know, they, they just add more character, more personality, they make it more vibrant. And already, even when I was in the middle of doing this mural, there was people coming up with their little kids and taking photos of it. Actually, adults too. There was quite a lot of 20-somethings <laughs> coming up and taking selfies with it. You know, it's a good photo opportunity as well. It just, it really adds to the community, you know. It's, I think that 
a lot of areas in Edinburgh and other cities could definitely do with a lot more injection of colour and life into their communities and doing things like murals and graffiti art, allowing graffiti artists to actually have a space to create rather than them maybe doing a haphazard quick job somewhere that is nice but could be visually stunning if they just had permission to do it. I think there's a lot of artists out there that aren't really given the right kind of permission to do the kind of art that they want to do and there's definitely opportunity for that. There's loads of walls, loads of areas that could be brought to life by this kind of art. Such as, for example, we've already got in Figgit Park. Figgit Park's just wonderful. I mean, Figgit Park's beautiful anyway. It's always been a really beautiful place to visit. But I was really actually surprised. I didn't know they were doing graffiti art there. And it's just beautiful, especially in the under the bridge where there's all the creatures, the animals there, the birds. And it's so vibrant. It's really beautiful. It actually puts more life into the nature around it, if that makes sense. It adds more colour. And what I really like about graffiti as well, especially in somewhere like Figgit Park, is they have identified birds and other creatures that might be hidden in nature but they've actually brought them into people's sight because of this this art that they've created. They've shown them actually there's this kind of bird here and there's a fox and there's there's badgers, you know, there's all these different creatures around that we don't see normally when we're going around a nice, you know, outdoor area. But because these pieces of art have been put up there, they're showing you what's actually in our environment that we just don't get to see. So what's next for you as an artist? I've been in talks with a couple of groups recently about doing a mural underneath the shelter. So there's a few ideas in the mix, but one thing I think that would be really incredible to do is to make it a community project and to involve the school, much like the shelter where the beach wheelchairs are stored. I believe that was a competition in Tower Bank and a lot of the children put their ideas in and one was chosen or a few were chosen and then an artist rendered it. And I think that's amazing. I think it's really good when you're doing something like public art in a community like this to involve people in the community. So I think if we were doing something under the the shelter it would be a really good idea to to have something like another competition and let the children be involved in this not only the children getting a youth group to help render it with the aid of a few artists so it's a whole big project that involves the community and I think it it really connects people to the art more if they're directly involved with it I think that's really important when you're doing public art is to let people feel connected to it in a way and, and doing community involvement with a project like that is a really good way about going about that. And that idea, community involvement, especially with young people, is particularly exciting. If they're involved, then they're much more likely to feel a sense of ownership. And that in turn means that the murals are much less likely to be affected by vandalism. Portobello is a place with a strong sense of community. And this is another way to reinforce it.